0: 444.com is the most accurate podcast. Happy holidays to everybody listening to the podcast today, and best of luck to anyone that is entering either the semifinals week or a championship week. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're looking for information for uh, a very important game. And joining me, as always, is 444 Senior Editor John Paulson. How you doing, John? Happy
1: holidays to you. Happy holidays. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking forward to the weekend and uh, week 16 lock because that's a big uh, weight off my shoulders in terms of all the accuracy stuff that I do and rankings. So it's a big weekend at uh, 4 for 4. Hey, are you doing any championship games? Are you in any title games this week? Anthony, why'd you ask that question? Come on, man. <laughs> You're in. You're in somewhere, right? No, I'm not, actually. I, uh, oh, no. <laughs> I I lost in the semis. I had a bad bad year in my in my um, full season. Redraft leagues. I mean, I had Danny Woodhead and Eric Decker and every on every team, um, and I made the semis in a couple, but lost last week. So I'm just going to do some gfs this week, and uh, you know, root for my rankings, I guess. Well, I don't know if this
0: this makes you feel any better. So obviously, I use all of your rankings each and every week. I use your preseason rankings to draft my teams. I'm in, I think four leagues and I just lost in the, the semifinals in one league and I'm in the I'm in one championship league and the other two I, uh, I didn't even qualify for the playoffs but yeah. my, my point in bringing this up is that using your rankings I am in a championship game in in one of them
1: in one league. yeah well you know everybody out there this is a lesson to listen to us because between the two of us we have one championship game out of x number of leagues <laughs> <There you go. laughs> That's a great uh, sales pitch. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the music that brought us in and we'll dive
0: into some of the, the news and notes.
1: Yeah, this is the second track, uh, from this band, the record company. Uh, they have a, a 2016 album, Give It Back to You. Uh, this is the fourth track, uh, on the move. Uh, also listen to Off the Ground, which we featured on the podcast back in March. Um, real good sound to this, uh, to this band. So check it out. Let's
0: talk a little bit about the Thursday night football game. The Eagles upset the Giants 24-19. Eli Manning attempted 63 passes in the loss, 356 yards. He had one touchdown, but he also had three interceptions, including one pick six, another interception to Malcolm Jenkins that stalled the drive, and then one pick to seal the deal for the seal the seal the deal for the Eagles. You also had Paul Perkins, the rookie, 15 carries, 68 yards. Odell Beckham went off 11 catches, 150 yards on on a whopping 20 targets. And then you had some other things going on for the Eagles. Ryan Matthews,
1: 18 carries, 46 yards. What are those statistics that stood out to you, John, from fantasy purposes? Well, from a kind of a macro standpoint, this game didn't really go the way that Vegas thought it would go. Uh, the the, the Eagles were the underdog and they jumped out to a 14 nothing lead which led to you know more passes for for Eli manning in, in a comeback attempt uh, fewer passes for the for the Eagles uh for for example I really liked Zach Ertz this week he ended up with two targets he he'd been on a tear uh and uh, the Giants were pretty susceptible to, to tight end yardage uh he only ended up we did catch both for 30, uh, 33 yards but uh, that really wasn't what his owners were expecting in, in week 16. Um, you know, Brian Matthews goes off last week against the Ravens, a really good rush defense. Um, so of course, Darren sproles comes back and, you know, out gains him, uh, with, you know, 63 yards and scores a touchdown. Uh, just one of those. And then Jordan Matthews, of course, <laughs> two for 12, six targets just doesn't get it done. Uh, even though the, uh, you know, the, the, the Giants could be beat, beat in the middle of the field. Um, you know, Odell does his thing. Sterling Shepard catches another touchdown. Uh, you know, he, he had a real good start to the season, kind of had a, a, a lull in the middle, but that has been coming out a little bit at the end. And then Eli, you know, he, I, I had him ranked a couple spots higher than my peers. And I, I felt like this was a really good matchup with the Eagles giving up multiple touchdown passes in, in four straight games. Uh, the secondary was, was struggling. And, uh, you know, I, I left to, to pick up my mom from the airport, uh, at the two minute mark in the fourth quarter and they were driving. He had the one touchdown and two interceptions. And then I come back and of course he throws the third pick. <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, but he ended up with three, 356 yards. So it, it wasn't a total disaster. I think he got about 12, 13 fantasy points for, for owners in standard formats. Um, not a, not what you would want in a week 16, but not a, you know, not a goose egg or a under a 10 point game. Paul Perkins seems to be uh, trending up here. I think heading into 2017, you're going to start to look at him as the as the RB one there in, in New York. Uh, he out touched Jennings, um, out carried him 15 to nine. It looks like Jennings had four uh, catches for seven yards, Perkins had one for nine. Uh, so so Perkins looks like he took over the backfield a little bit, but they were in catch up mode, so. It was, you know, Perkins in on, on, on that last drive that I was talking about getting some carries and some uh, catches, uh, down the stretch, but, uh, just one of those games, uh, you know, Thursday night games. I really wish they would do away with them because they're, they're hard to figure out. Uh, you don't know how healthy everybody is because they didn't have their usual amount of practice time or the usual amount of recovery. Um, but I know people like football every night of the week, but, uh, as a ranker, I prefer they, they dump it along with those London games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all, especially when you're on the West Coast and those London games are starting at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock Eastern time, and that, that, that can be rough for you. Uh, yeah. With the Giants' loss, the Cowboys have clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they have an opportunity to rest players if they see fit. But let me read an excerpt from the Star-Telegram. Quote, history points to Garrett likely playing his healthy starters. The Cowboys had their playoff spot NC locked in going into the regular season finale in 2014, and quarterback Tony Romo played 57 of 63 snaps against the Washington Redskins. Running back DeMarco Murray had that big year that year. He played uh, with an injury and even had 22 carries and 33 snaps. Garrett refused to say what the Cowboys would do, even when pressed about having rookies such as Ezekiel Elliott and quarterback Dak Prescott in such high-profile positions. He said, quote, we're not really focused on that, Garrett said. We're focused on today's practice. So, the, are, the, are the Dallas starters primarily John, Ezekiel, Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Des Bryant safe starts in Week 16 when the Cowboys host the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football?
1: Well, I think they are. If you look at what history uh, shows us, based on what you just read, they were that was a Week 17 game, and this was two years ago, and he basically played everybody. Um, their usual, their usual amount. Uh, so this wasn't even a week 16. Now, the reason I mention that is because you're going to have, if, if, the, if they decide to rest their starters or just play them part time, you're going to have week 16, week 17 plus a bye week, uh, before they play another meaningful game. So I don't think that the team, based on what they did in 2014, is going to have a three week layoff, uh, you know, without trying to win a game. Uh, so if they are going to rest, they might rest next week. I think that you might see Elliott with uh, a handful of fewer carries than he may have otherwise had. He's going for that rushing rookie record, too. I don't know offhand how close he is, but I think it's a thin uh, striking distance. I don't know how important that is to the Cowboys. It's, I know it's important to him, but that doesn't really uh, matter a whole lot. Uh, so you might see, I guess Darren McFadden with an extra five or so carries. So I, I would be more or less inclined to start Elliott in DFS, but in season long leagues, I'm still going to run him out there against Detroit. Uh, I think they're going to try to win the game. I think Dak Prescott starts. I think Des Bryant plays a lot, and just based on because we have we have evidence from two years ago. Nobody, I don't think it backfired. Nobody got injured. Murray was playing with an injury in that game. He still had 22 carries. Uh, so. I would feel fairly confident that uh, the Cowboys are gonna play their full complement of snaps. Uh, you know, maybe a slight downtick for for Elliott in terms of carries as they try to keep him upright and healthy for the for the playoff run. And John, just to
0: piggyback off what you're saying in terms of the record, Elliot acknowledged that breaking Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record would quote be special. He needs two hundred and fifty eight yards in the final mm. two games to Dickerson's league mark set in 1983 for the Rams. So he is in striking distance, but he, he's going to need some big games over the next two weeks and certainly play the next two weeks if he wants to do so. Let's move on. We'll talk about some of the week, fifth, uh, week 16 injuries around the league. Julio Jones is in. It looks like A.J. Green is going to play also for the, the Bengals against the Texans in Houston. How trustworthy are these two wide receiver ones?
1: Well, I think Jones... I give the nod to him. I don't think he is as injured as someone who just set out two games uh, would be because of the level of competition that the Falcons were playing they, they played the Rams and the 49ers, and I think they, I think they just looked at those two games and said, "You know we can win this we, we can win these games without Julio. Let's let him rest. uh he, he probably could have uh played in those in at least the the 49er game last week. If, if necessary. So I think he's coming off of a, of a two game uh, layoff healthier than the average guy who's coming off of a two game layoff. So I feel pretty confident that he's going to be uh, dialed up and ready to go for a, a big game against Carolina. Uh, AJ Green, you know, had that hamstring injury and it was, it looked like he may, they may shut him down. And, you know, the Bengals are out of the playoff hunt. So, you know, I don't know exactly why he's coming back to play other than it was, Rumored or reported that he wants to crack the thousand yard mark again. Uh, you know, he's got X number in a row of a uh, thousand yard season. So, uh, that may be the motivating factor. Uh, the interesting thing with him, he does play better or he has performed better on the road typically. Uh, he's one of those guys that you want to start when he's away from home, uh, for sure. And this is not a great matchup against Houston, although he has a pretty good. Cornerback matchup with uh, Jonathan Joseph, who's been giving up uh, fancy points, pretty healthy. Uh, I would be just a little less inclined because he his layoff was a lot longer uh, to start him over Julio. Not that you're in that you know too many owners are in that position, but uh, what we're going to talk about Tyler Eifert a little bit later. He's got a back injury. I'm not sure if he's going to play. If he's out, then all of a sudden Green's red zone targets are probably going to go up. So I think you know the fact that he's out there and playing, you got to figure he's got to be pretty healthy. He's not trying to. To play through uh, the injury so that the the Bengals can make the postseason, Uh, so you got to look at the motivating factors and and what you know how healthy the player is. I think I think Jones is safer, but I think Green is is a decent uh, wide receiver too. And if you got him on your season long, uh, most owners are going to have to plug him in.
0: Jordan Reed looks doubtful for Saturday's game against the Bears. Could you trust him if he plays? And if he's out, how does it affect the rest of the Washington offense? Reed, not not a very productive game against Carolina on Monday night, John.
1: Yeah, you got knocked and get ejected for punching a guy with a helmet, which is always one of the funniest things to watch. Somebody punch a guy with a helmet—you're actually doing more damage to your hand than you are going to do to anybody. But it's just—I guess it's just a natural reaction to punch somebody in the head. Uh, but I, I think he's going to sit. Um, You—you're you, uh, looking at the Monday night game. It's less rest. He hasn't practiced this week. Uh, he's struggling with the shoulder injury. They'd probably be best served you know in the playoff hunt to uh to let him rest and get in ready to go they have a capable backup in Vernon Davis uh he's averaged uh, 4.3 catches for 58 yards and 0.33 touchdowns in the 3 games that Reed has missed completely uh the, the other receivers in Washington have actually fared better with Reed in the lineup this year which is interesting uh if you look at the last couple of games Vernon Davis uh with Reed only playing about 20 22% of the snaps Uh, Davis had one catch for one yard on, uh, two, uh, targets, uh, two weeks ago. And then he had nine targets against Carolina, but only managed four for 23, uh, against Carolina. So it seems like Davis does better when they know that Reed is going to miss and he's now a part of the uh, game plan as a starter. Uh, it just seems like he's maybe a larger part of the offense, but he did see the nine targets last week. So that's encouraging. I think he's a sneaky start, um, in this uh, matchup against the the Bears, uh, just because he's produced. We we got a three-game sample where he has produced as a low-end tight end one uh, with Reed out. Now, as for uh, Kirk Cousins, his numbers from an efficiency standpoint are down with Reed uh, out of the lineup, Um, but he had his fantasy numbers are okay this year, actually a little bit higher uh, because he rushed for two touchdowns in the three games that Reed missed. Um, His yards per attempt drops from 8.4 to 7.6. Passing yards are down from 320 to 278. Uh, Touchdowns are down from 1.7 to 1.3. But we're talking about a three-game sample, so it's really hard to trust or or downgrade him heavily uh, when there's a pretty capable backup in Davis there.
0: Matt Forte looks doubtful with a shoulder and knee injury. Would would you be safe starting Powell as RB2? Yeah,
1: I think volume-wise, he's... Uh, he's really pretty safe. I mean, he had the 34 touches against San Francisco. Uh, he had another 27 touches against Miami, uh, with the 11 catches, uh, last week. Uh, that was a, from a ranking standpoint, a really annoying situation because I had Powell at 11 and then, cause I was thinking that, uh, Forte was going to miss last week. And then Forte was kind of a surprise active. And I was like, why are they playing a 31 year old, 32 year old? running back with a knee injury uh, if he's not going to play. And so I had to downgrade Powell and I, I kind of overreacted and put him at 20 or 19 or 20 or 21, maybe. And uh, he ended up having the big day and, and Forte barely played. He injured his shoulder. So I don't know, I have any idea why they would run him out there this week. Uh, he's looking doubtful. So uh, new England is six and just a fancy points allowed to running backs, but given the volume that, that Powell's getting and even if, the Patriots fall behind, which they're expected, or I'm sorry, the Jets are going to fall behind, which they're expected to with a line of 16, I think it is. Powell's going to contribute in the passing game I and mean, with the 16 catches over the last two weeks. Uh, he's got 53 catches on the year, so he's very capable of racking up fantasy points uh, in a come-from-behind scenario as well.
0: Lamar Miller didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, but said he was going to play earlier in the week. I I was looking at your rankings, and I think you've got him 13 or 14. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so you may right. like you, you probably like him as a RB two.
1: Well, I think he'll I think he'll play, but today's practice is key. Uh, you know, everything's bumped up a day because of this Saturday uh, Christmas Eve games. Um, so everybody's got one day less to recover. Uh, he said he's going to play. They're in the playoff hunt. Um, I, I'm not confident that he's going to be able to handle his usual workload, but he has 43 carries in the last two weeks. Uh, he's getting, if he's out there, he's getting the touches. I just, you wonder if there's going to be an in game setback. It's just a little bit riskier, I think, this week than most with him. And if he's out, I just don't, I don't, can't direct uh, listeners to a good backup plan because it's just not clear, uh, who the backup is. I mean, in the, in the past, it's been Alfred Blue getting, 10 to 15 carries with, uh, Arian Foster out, um, as the, as the RB2 there. But Akeem Hunt, Jonathan Grimes, I think those three guys form a committee, uh, because blue doesn't really give you as much in the passing game as Grimes does. And then Hunt is the kind of the younger guy who they kind of like. He actually had more carries than blue last week, I believe. Uh, so if, if Miller's out, this is just a situation that I would, avoid, but if Miller's in, I think you, you gotta you gotta start him unless you have a, a a better option on the bench.
0: Melvin Gordon hasn't practiced with that hip injury. Do you trust Kenneth Farrell coming off the performance in which he put put the ball on the ground twice and, and
1: lost one deep uh in, in San Diego's own territory? Yeah, the fumbles make, give me pause. Uh you know, I have him ranked lower this week than I did last week because of that. Uh you wonder if they're gonna turn to Ronnie Hillman uh because of the because of the fumbles. But the matchup is so good against the Browns. The Browns are, are giving up 156 yards uh, per game. Uh, they've, they've yielded 17 rushing touchdowns on the year, um, second highest yards per carry allowed. So, so this is really a fantastic matchup. I think he's certainly worth uh, you a know, spot start if you're in trouble at, at RB2, um, just based on the matchup alone. I mean, you might end up Um, in a committee there with, uh, with Hillman due to the fumbles, but you know, they, they didn't show, uh, much willingness to, to get Hillman a lot of touches last week. So I I think it's going to be Farrow again.
0: Adrian Peterson has a groin injury in addition to the knee injury. Speaking of fumbles, he lost a fumble last week, but wasn't wasn't very productive with the touches that he did receive. If you're a fantasy owner and you picked him up a couple weeks ago, looking to roll the dice, do you just bypass it? Given depending, of course, on what on what you what options you have.
1: Yeah, I mean everybody has their own you know players in the bench, and they have to make their individual decisions but in general i'm not optimistic that peterson's going to have much of a a game against the packers uh he hasn't he hasn't cracked 70 yards against the packers since 2013 i believe uh he does have a couple touchdowns in the last three meetings with them though so he could if he does play and is getting your you know your 15 10 to 15 carries he's probably gonna have to find the end zone to really to hit you know to to pay off for for fantasy owners uh the groin injury is worrisome because you know now you have the uh, the groin in addition to the knee injury. Um, Jarek McKinnon was getting virtually all the passing down work. He, he got nine catches last week. Uh, so I, this is just kind of shaping up with with Pearson missing uh, Thursday practice. We'll see what he does today. Uh, but if he's out again today, I think he probably sits or is very limited on Saturday.
0: C.J. Fedorowicz, the tight end for Houston, looks like he's going to play I know that you were talking about Griffin as a potential waiver-wire o-
1: option on Monday. Where do you have Fedoritz ranked uh, ranked right now? I have him at 11 and standard. I think he comes back and just takes over his role again. The, the Bengals are a really nice matchup. Uh, they're 32nd in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end, so this is a, kind of a juicy matchup for Fedorovic. Uh The one concern you have is that Tom Savage is, is there instead of Osweiler, and Osweiler uh, was very happy to target the— uh, tight end position, but, uh, Ryan Griffin got eight catches last week. Uh, so I don't, I'm not too worried about the volume there with, with Fedorowitz. I think it's a good spot for him. Uh, it's not like he's coming off of a, a hamstring or a knee where he's got soreness. He's, he had a concussion. Now he's over it. Now he's going to, I think, return to his, his usual snaps.
0: Tyler Iford missed Wednesday and Thursday's practice. What's his status? And then what's his outlook
1: for the Bengals who, who go to Houston on, on Saturday night? Yeah. The concern here, uh, when you're trying to see if players are going to play through injuries this late in the year is, is what are they playing for? And the Bengals have already been eliminated from the playoffs. So there really is no upside. If Eifert is iffy and and they're worried about the back and they don't, they want to protect him long-term then he's going to sit. So we'll see if he practices today. If he doesn't, I'm assuming he's out. Uh, if he does get a limited, uh, practicing and is listed as questionable, then we got to play it by year until, uh, you know, inactives are, are announced. Uh, do they play? They play tomorrow night, tomorrow night. Yeah. That, that doesn't help. So that's for, from my perspective, I prefer they play at one, one o'clock Eastern so that, uh, I have the inactives an hour and a half beforehand and I can adjust my rankings. But if you're waiting on, uh, Eifert, uh, you might have to pick up use because, uh, Tyler Croft is, um, he's iffy as well. Uh, Fedorowicz might be an option because he plays in that same game. Uh, Pitta, Jesse James for the, we'll talk about, uh, Ladarius Green here in a bit, Jesse James potentially for the Steelers, Jeff Huerman for the Bron- uh, Broncos, we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, those are the guys that are, might be available on the waiver wire, uh, that play after, at the same time or after, uh, Eifert plays. And if you're really hurting, and I don't trust
0: me, I don't recommend this, but if you're really hurting at tight end, Levine Toilolu is going to be the starter for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, with Austin Hooper out. But I know you have Toilolu ranked like 26. So again, this is, this is talking about you're in the deepest league ever and you have, you're really hurting at tight end. Uh, but you mentioned Ladarius Green. He's got, he's got a concussion. He remains sideline on Thursday. Talk about Jesse James, Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates as potential options for, for desperate owners as well.
1: Yeah, I I'd would, I would like to be able just to say Jesse James plug and play but it's he's, they're different players. Uh Green has got the speed, he's more of a weapon whereas James is kind of out there and is just an option especially in the red zone. He's he's a big big dude so he might catch a touchdown but he's not going to get you 50, 60, 70 yards receiving like Green might. Um I think they're better options to stream this week uh, you know, with 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 Green sidelined.
0: We'll do sneaky starts in about a minute here, but I want to tell you about 4 for 4 early bird subscriptions for 2017. They're available right now. So, we're heading into the championship week. Maybe you want some extra help with your lineup. You can get a 2017 classic classic subscription of $24 and it's going to start immediately so you you get you get to take advantage of the championship rankings for uh with, with John over the next 2 weeks and then you also get that jump start in 2017 as well for a great price or you can get a 2017 pro subscription which includes draft analyzer for an unlimited number of leagues, auction analyzer and league sync for for beta. And John, can you talk a little bit about that that league uh, sync and what what owner what what fantasy owners are getting with that?
1: Yeah, so uh Josh put out a video uh for 444 TV uh, introducing league sync, so you can check it out there uh, if you do a search. It's on YouTube. Uh, I tried it out. I don't know if I tried out all the functions, but it was, it was pretty cool. You, you, you sync your league. So I, I did a Yahoo league. I think there's three sites right now that are supported. It's Yahoo, my fantasy league, and I want to say ESPN, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, so I did a Yahoo league and what it does is if you're looking at, uh, my rankings, it will highlight my players that I have on my roster. And it'll also highlight players that are available in my league. So when you're doing waivers, uh, it's pretty easy to just kind of look at the rankings and say, oh, uh, you know, Derek Henry is available in my Yahoo league. And he's he's ranked 35th. I could I could spot start him this week. Um, it's it's a neat function uh, and it, it really helps. It's kind of an assistant coach that because uh, sometimes it's, it's difficult. You're looking at rankings. You're trying to cross reference with who's available on the waiver wire. And it makes the whole waiver process a little bit easier when, when you know who's who's out there and who isn't.
0: Yeah, John. Or maybe you want to try out your hand at a little DFS in the final two weeks. So four for four is 2017 DFS subscription. That's normally ninety nine dollars for the year. It's just seventy nine dollars right now, and you'll get week sixteen, week seventeen, and then the entire playoffs as well. The DFS subscription includes everything in the pro subscription, plus the lineup optimizers, value reports, and all the weekly DFS articles from Chris Raybon and TJ Hernandez. Those two are great when it comes to DFS. Uh, I play DFS, and I use the, the lineup optimizer. It's fantastic. Whether No matter what league you're playing in for DFS, you can customize it with those rankings, so it's great. Head over to 444.com, get your subscription today. If you want to uh, to buy John a Big Mac, and John loves his Big Macs, head over to his Twitter page, click on the link in the pinned tweet that that John has, at 444 underscore John. Before you sign up, he'll get a little kickback, and again, he can stuff his face with as many Big Macs as as he wants.
1: I'll go with the the double-double, but Big Macs (laughs) is
0: more universal, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's hand out some sneaky starts.
1: Andy Dalton, Matt Barkley, Blake Bortles, you have those guys among your quarterbacks. Yeah, let me run through these guys quick. Dalton, you know, with with AJ Green out, Dalton has performed as the number eleven fantasy quarterback. Does that surprise you, Anthony? It definitely surprises me. Yeah. yeah so he's been number eleven. He's he's run uh, he, he runs for touchdowns sometimes. He's been pretty good, uh, just picking up fantasy points where he can. Uh, so this matchup isn't particularly good with Houston, but you know, in a, in a there's a, there's a winter storm hitting, and I'm going to deal with that. Uh, this evening and tomorrow in the rankings. Uh, so, but the fact that Dalton is playing in a dome, uh, even if it's a bad so so matchup, that's, uh, not nothing to be in the, you know, with no wind, no, no precipitation, uh, dry ball, all that, uh, that, that helps him as well. Uh, Matt Barkley playing against the, uh, the Redskins at home. He's had a couple of 300 yard games in the past four. He's had a couple of bad games as well. Uh, the Redskins are a pretty good matchup. Um, for the, uh, you know, the 31st and adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's back and healthy. So he'll probably draw Josh Norman. Uh, that'll allow Cameron Meredith, uh, Deontay Thompson, uh, you know, to, to kind of run free. He's done a good job of finding the open receivers as well. So Barkley is a decent start you figure that the cousins, the cousins and the Redskins are going to jump out to a lead in that one. And then finally, I tweeted out comically, uh, is that who's up for a Blake Bortles stack this week? <laughs> Uh I am actually I think I'm gonna play it just because I wanna support my tweet. Uh it was somewhat sarcastic, but Bortles is is facing the number thirty two uh adjusted fantasy points allowed uh to quarterbacks, Tennessee Titans defense. Uh it didn't pay off last week against the the um the Chiefs. Um Alex Smith had a rushing touchdown but didn't didn't pass for the um uh, didn't pass for a touchdown, but Bortles uh, had 257 yards and a touchdown against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was obviously terrible in Houston last week. From week eight to week twelve, he was the number seven fantasy quarterback. He averaged uh, 270 yards plus uh, total yards with uh, 34 yards rushing and 2.2 touchdowns in that stretch. So Bortles has always been a pretty good fantasy quarterback. Uh, he's not melting down. Um, and then in that in that stretch, he had 337 yards three touchdowns against the Titans. So history supports the stack a little bit. Maybe maybe run uh, as a contrarian play, run uh, Bortles out there with uh, Allen Robinson and Mar- Marquise Lee and see what happens. Uh, if you're starting him in your championship game, then that's amazing that you got <laughs> to the championship game uh, and you are in a position where you have to start Bortles. Uh, but you know the matchup doesn't get any better and matchups don't always pay off but uh, in this situation I think uh, I think it could this surprises me how about Derrick Henry as a sneaky start
0: among your running backs
1: he has a, at least eight carries in in three straight games he's starting to get this goal line work uh you know obviously he had the two touchdowns last week so it's a little bit point chasey to as, as Evan Silva would say to, to pick him up and start him but if you're looking at the workload, you know he's he's getting 8 to 12 carries the last 3 weeks he had an, he also had a catch in week 14 against the the Broncos uh against Chicago in week 12 he had 8 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown and the thing that sort of jumped out to me when looking at this was against Jacksonville he had 16 carries 60 yards uh plus four catches for 37 yards he also had a rushing touchdown uh against the Jaguars they the, the Titans really got their running game going against Jacksonville uh so i think there's room for both demarco murray and Derrick henry to to get it going today or tomorrow.
0: Well, wide receiver, two wide receivers. Kenny Britt, who's quietly had a, a really good season. I think he's thirteen yards shy of giving the Rams their first one thousand yard receiver in quite a long time. And then you also like Ted Ginn against uh, my Falcons, of course.
1: Yeah, I fig- I figured when I wrote these two guys down, Kenny Britt and Ted Ginn. I don't know if there are more two more uh, divisive uh, receivers that fantasy owners have been burned by. <laughs> in recent years than these two, right? So I talk about Kenny Britt and people roll their eyes. Or I talk about Ted they roll their eyes. And it's understandable. But Britt has had a, really had a, a strong year, especially considering the, the quarterback situation there. But Jerry Goff's going to play, which is actually a good thing, I think. Uh, they, they have a great matchup this week against the 49ers. 30 in-adjusted uh, fantasy points allowed to receivers. You know, Britt was 4 for 50 last week uh, on eight targets. It was a tough game against... Seattle, but if you're looking at his good matchups lately, uh, you know, Atlanta, seven for 82 on 12 targets, um, two for 67 and a touchdown against New England, five for 52 and a touchdown against New Orleans, just working backwards against the Jets, seven for 109 and and 10 targets Uh, against Carolina, four for 49 and a touchdown and six targets. So, uh, I think Britt's pretty sneaky this week. And as for Ginn, I have him ranked ahead of, um, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, just because Benjamin hasn't done hardly anything in the last three weeks. He's got the back injury he's dealing with. So, again, has kind of been uh, stepping up. And even though he put, only played 44% of the snaps last week, he's typically getting about 60 65 68% of the snaps. He has four touchdowns in his last five games. Um, he did have a, a quiet game, uh, two for 21, against the uh, Chargers in week 14. But let's just look at the last five games. 3 for 46 and a touchdown against New Orleans, 4 for 115 and a touchdown against uh, Oakland, 5 for 80 and a touchdown against Seattle, and then 4 for 61 and a touchdown against Washington. So he's he's the top fantasy receiver right now in Carolina. And, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good matchup against your Falcons. And then finally, you decided to list
0: the bane of my existence for this year. Kobe Fleener among your sneaky starts for tight ends.
1: Yeah, he hasn't really done, uh, what he should be doing with, uh, the starter snaps he's getting since Josh Hill's been sidelined. But, uh, this game's at home. If you look at his splits at home, 4.1 catches, 57 yards and 0.29, uh, touchdowns in seven home games this year. Obviously the, the Drew Brees home and away splits are very uh, widely known. Um, what makes it this a little bit, uh, interesting as well? Um, you know, Tampa is a sort of a mediocre, uh, against the, uh, against tight ends uh so it's not like a a fantastic matchup Uh, two weeks ago in tampa he had one catch for six yards three on three targets wasn't a big part of the game plan but maybe they expand that a little bit this this week i think you're if you're if you're looking at fleener you're in a you're in a pinch at tight end and aren't a whole lot of options out there i I would like to take one take the option that has drew Brees at home uh throwing to him i think there's a there's a chance that he uh hits pater and maybe even has 70 80 yards receiving
0: Alright, finally, we'll hand out some picks. Uh, I'll start first. John, give you a little bit of a break since you've been talking, uh, quite a lot. A lot of great awesome. information, but yeah, you've been, you've been talking a lot. Uh, Arizona and Seattle. I really like Arizona getting the points. They're getting seven and a half right now. They're in Seattle tomorrow afternoon. And with the way the Seahawks have played, I think they, They've been good, but they've been far from dominant and I, I Arizona with nothing to play for from a playoff standpoint. I really like Bruce Arian's team going up to Seattle and potentially having their, their playoff game essentially be uh, tomorrow night in, or tomorrow afternoon in Seattle. So I'll take Arizona, the Cardinals plus seven and a half. And then I like your Packers a lot, John. The, the number has dropped from seven to six and a half. I know they've had some issues against Minnesota in the past, but last week was. Really shocking to see how poorly the Vikings played. I don't know if they played that poorly again, but Green Bay is just a machine right now. They're still on the outside looking in in the NFC from a playoff standpoint. So I'll lay the six and a half points with the Red Hot Packers. I think they did it, they get it done against my Minnesota against Minnesota, and they have some uh they have a measure of revenge, so to speak. So those are my two picks. One dog with the Cardinals, one favor for the Packers. Who does your guy like for week sixteen?
1: Yeah, so my guy has a rp-excel.com. That's his site on the year. His best bets are nine and five. Uh, his against the spread bets are, uh, 38 and 35. Like over under is 26 and 20. So he's not having, in terms of against the spread, he's not having as good a year as he typically does. Um, but over and under, uh, his best bets are really solid. His best bet of this week is the Jets plus 16 and a half, which is, I don't I don't know that I could put money on the Jets, but that's me. <laughs> I don't put money on anybody. I don't bet I don't really wager. So uh unless I'm in Vegas and I've had a couple. Um Packers, he likes the Packers, Jets, uh, Colts, Steelers, uh to cover. And then over unders. He wants he likes the under in Cincinnati, Houston. He likes the under in San Francisco, Los Angeles. Uh he has the over in Tampa. Uh, new orleans game he's got the over in indianapolis oakland oakland game and then uh, over in the arizona seattle game as well so he's got uh, quite a few bets over there if uh, anybody wants to take a look but it looks sounds like you and him agree on the packers this week nice go good that's good hopefully that's a good thing for you and and the
0: patriots (laughs) too i mean the jets usually play the patriots pretty close i know i I agree with you boy that that's that's a lot to put on the jets but 16 points or whatever it is. They do, they do That's play the Patriot stuff. Yeah. So maybe, maybe your guy will cash this week. Hey, just another reminder. 4 for 4 early bird subscriptions for 2017. They're available. You can get a classic subscription for 2017 for just $24, and that'll start immediately. So you get the rankings for the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, 2017 Pro subscription that includes the Draft Analyzer for an unlimited number of leagues. You get Auction Analyzer and lead, League Sync Beta. That's a, that's available too. And then DFS if you're a DFS uh, player and you want a four for four.com. 2017 DFS subscription that's normally $99 you jump on it right now get that early bird subscription it's only $79 and you get week 16 week 17 and playoffs as well so now is a perfect time if you've been on the fence at all about signing up for 44.com or you've loved the subscriptions over the last couple of week a uh, couple of seasons jump on it right now you get a little bit of a, a price break John uh, again merry christmas happy holidays to you and your family enjoy the rest of the weekend and uh, I'll t- talk to you next week all right sounds good uh right back at
1: you i hope you have
0: a a good uh holiday with your uh, little one there first first, first, first christmas right yeah first christian first first christmas excuse me for uh little madeline so it'll be a lot of fun my folks are in town from florida so i'm gonna have a good weekend myself and uh again we'll we'll talk to you the listener next week we're either going to do a podcast on wednesday or friday so we'll keep you updated on that and Again, good luck to anybody that's in some championship games this weekend. We'll see you next time on 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast.